0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Podcast uh, Today I'm your host uh, Moeen is not with us today unfortunately And today we have Alex to my right Ryan is in front of me And then we have Uthman Qureshi, Also known as the Wizard of Oz Is on our left Because he put together this whole studio And then we have Walid, Also known as Prince of Persia He's the one who asked the question about concubines today Uh <laughs> We'll let it pass. The, the question before it was, "What's the best book for Islamic book for kids?" Next question, <laughs> Walid. Well, what if my concubine isn't cooperating? Alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> for the Maliki madhab where I ha- was able to say, you know, uh, we don't answer hypotheticals. So when you do cop a uh, concubine and she's not behaving properly as you wish, then uh, we could talk about it, right? Maybe there's a return policy. So all right, uh, today's topic is. Laylat al-Niswi min Sha'ban, that's just the starting point, and it goes where it goes. The topic goes where it goes, right? Wherever Waleed wants to take us today. Uh, but it goes where it goes after Laylat al-Niswi Sha'ban. But we'll begin with any, anyone's opening remarks, Alex, your opening remarks on Laylat al-Niswi Sha'ban, or anything else that you want to start off with.
1: I don't know enough about it. Okay, no so problem. I'm we here have, to learn today.
0: I have this book given to me by Sheikh Yasir Fahmi that I read every year starting last year but i read half of it in the live stream the other half we're going to read thursday and today we're going to read snippets of it and we're going to read it on march 17th itself which is at mbic so we're meeting before isha we're going to read for a little bit summary then we're going to pray isha, and then we're going to have some style. okay the only way we can do it is we become chef for about half hour uh us comments no. that See. mic closer to you. I feel like yeah. Ron, the, yeah. the last like two months, yeah. ever since Ramadan has come into discussion, yeah. Yeah. it's like I've just been
2: feeling like I've been getting ripped apart like my whole entire like ideas of myself, my everything I feel like is all just getting ripped apart inshallah so I could build it back up during Ramadan. Yeah. Maybe I'll rip it apart more during Ramadan, who knows?
0: Things un, un uh, uh like unraveling. <laughs> yeah, everything. Ajib. I didn't know about this. Uh, that sounds bad, though.
2: In a good way. It, okay, it's, good. Like it's peeling hard an onion, in a good way. Yeah. Like peeling an onion.
0: Yeah. There's a metaphor some people. Are you an onion or are you an artichoke? Because <laughs> artichoke, inside of it, has something that you eat, right? You peel off. You know, guys know what an artichoke is? It's, a, it's like scales on a fruit. It's a vegetable, I mean. It's a vegetable with, like, scales, right? You keep ripping over and then you get the heart of the artichoke. There's something there. When you peel off, there's something there at the, at the inside of the artichoke. Whereas an onion, you peel, 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 and there's nothing there at the end of it, right? So some people are like, are you, it's not really attractive, because you don't rather want to be either, right? But are you an onion, or are you an artichoke? Or, I love the other metaphor, the old metaphor, we haven't bring it up for a long time. Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? So the carrot under pressure, it's hard, and then it softens when you put it in hot water. The egg is really fragile, but when you put it in hot water, it hardens you could drop it nothing happens you could still eat it uh, the show, uh, you know it's not going to crack and then you have the coffee bean under pressure transforms the water Trans- he like is a, basically a martyr because he's gone but at the same time he transforms the entire environment when you put him under pressure so which one are you I'm an egg <laughs> <laughs> <The other laughs> good, good. uh Willie what do you have to say before we start up I'm doing Good.
2: I think the the khutbah that you gave a couple of weeks ago it really punctuated it, and I think that we, it's like a very important reminder yeah. about following the sacred calendar versus following you know the secular calendar and like the new cycle. Yeah. Because you know they're always trying to peddle, peddle something on us. Yeah. And they're always trying to, you know, it's always something new. For mm-hmm. a while it was COVID. Now it's a Russian Russia COVID situation. Yep. Or Russia Ukraine, Ukraine situation. Yep. Um But it, you know our calendar it's very static, yeah. and there's always something new. There's always something that we need to be you know, working towards and something that we're learning from.
0: And it's always something of guaranteed benefit. Like the sacred calendar of our Dean is for your own benefit. The calendar that's created for us in the secular world, people don't realize, has been created for you by the marketing companies. Valentine's Day. All right, let's start from January. New Year's. Next event, Super Bowl. Okay. Next event, Valentine's Day. Next event... That's why I told you there must be a crisis between uh, February and March because there's nothing going on, right? They (laughs) they have to invent a crisis, yeah. There has to be a crisis between February and March.
1: That's also when the movie studios put out their worst movies. Yeah, The ones that they know are going to flop,
0: they put them January, February. Yeah, nobody puts out movies. There's no sports going on except the regular season that no one watches in basketball hockey. Mm -hmm. It's just the regular season, right? It's not newsworthy. Nothing's newsworthy. Right No blockbuster movies. Blockbuster hits uh, people are out they're not out and about they're home they're ty- they spent all their money too. people yeah. have spent all their money okay so uh that's February and March is the dead time, not for us for the secular calendar, right and then from March, you go, okay, maybe March madness is a minor thing right in sports world yeah. in the whole world, the scheme of things. It's a minor thing, and then you start hitting the spring break thing, and then all the Movies come out, people start coming out, spring break, summertime, vacations, so the tourism business picks up, everything picks Mm -hmm. up. But there's got to be something, it's empty in this time of year. But if you realize, if you think about how the secular calendar works, you're just, you're being sucked. It's designed to suck your dollars out of your pocket. That's it. Or your eyeballs. Okay? Uh, Watching the TV or watching whatever. But the sacred calendar that Allah and His Messenger have given us is for our benefit. So why are we going to trade something that's a cheap entertainment where we get sucked dry versus something that we get to benefit from?
3: And, and we get energy. Like mm-hmm. when Ramadan comes, we get energetic. Yeah. Like it energizes us rather than like the secular holidays. It just sucks all your energy out.
0: Oh, totally. You're totally right. You're totally right. You're renewed. Yeah. Whereas a secular holiday is always a letdown in the sense that like you got to go back to the humdrum of work or whatever. Yeah. Right and so the the issue for us too is that our our holidays or our calendar is always going to be unique so you're not going to have ramadan in the summer again for another long time right you, we yeah. we're going to be so you have to enjoy it while it lasts yeah. because you're going to be 33 years older next time this ramadan comes in the summertime right? so I was, I guess, in my mid-30s when it came in the summer for the first time and ex- experienced that, which was an amazing experience. Because oh, yeah. every single night the kids were off from school. and My kids were young, but the, the, the kids in the community were off from school every single night. Then at one point we just like, why close the masjid? Let them just play ball. And the kids of yeah. the workers, the other kids, their friends, let them just play ball till fetch. Then some of the moms would bring sahur. Then eventually, of course, last 10 nights, we have full sahur in the masjid. Yeah. So literally Kids saw kids transform But it's never going to happen again Now it's moving in, into the um, into the spring Next thing you know It's going to be in the winter And then you're going to have Winter break You're going to have Ramadan In every single winter break You know For about 4 or 5 years At least a part, part of Ramadan And the key part is When the last 10 nights Is in the uh, entire winter break It's a whole other experience It's a great experience Because the nights are long the fast is short and the yeah. night is long, So that brings us to Laylatun Nisfi min Sha'ban. Okay. Let's start reading these hadith. And Abid Darda, and everyone can feel free to chime in. And Abid Darda, radiyallahu anhu, Anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi okay. wa sallam qala, "Laylatun Nisfi min Sha'ban, Yahbitul Rahman, Azza wa Jal, ila sama'id dunya. Okay, which means, that Allah subhanahu wa taala sends down His command, or sends down His rahmah, or sends down a malak to fulfill His will. And he he gazes upon the acts of the servants. Which you may ask, isn't he always seeing the acts of the servants? Well, of course he is. But whenever Allah subhanahu wa taala says that he does something which he always already does, it means extra emphasis. That means the sins are multiplied and the good deeds are multiplied. Everything's multiplied. Whenever Allah says, Allah is gazing upon you, that means whatever you do is multiplied. Okay? So the gaze of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on the first row and specifically the people behind the imam. This is another like atar. That means there's extra reward in that. And we know that there's greater reward in the first row anyway. So anytime that Allah says that He does something that we already know in general He does, it means it's emphasized and maximized. فَيَغْفِرُ لِلْمُسْتَغْفِرِينَ he, seeks, he forgives those seeking forgiveness. And He relents upon those who are relenting unto Him. وَيَسْتَجِيبُ لِلسَّائِلِينَ And He answers those who are asking. And He suffices those who are relying upon Him. In uh, Sidi Ahmad Zarruq, in his Sharh of Hizb al bahr he says that uh, the dua of a person is of a couple kinds. The first dua is the dua that he feels and he knows that it's something as if Allah wants to give it to him. He feels that because every time he makes that dua, a sakina descends upon him. He feels a calmness every time he makes that dua. So he calls it dua as-sakina, which means it's a talab that he has intuited that Allah wants to give it to him. Because every time he asks for it, he feels a sakina. Secondly is du'a uh, al-muttar. The du'a of the, um, someone who is in complete uh, desperation. Mm-hmm. And then the third type of du'a is du'a, dua al-mutawakkil. The du'a of somebody he has no desires at all. He's in a complete state of s- uh, sakina. And he's uttering the du'a that is in the sunnah out of ibadah. But he's, and he's totally relying on Allah. And if you notice, the du'a of the sunnah, most of them are very general. Waleed was just talking about
3: the... aspect. Uh, oh, uh, I was just talking to Waleed earlier uh, today about uh, the, dua, the types of du'as that were accepted, uh, like categorically, um, from the, uh, the oppressed, the uh, parent for the child, mm-hmm. and um, the, uh, the traveler. Right, so it
0: was like the same conversation, but just like a uh, yep. side, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have to read that book actually, Sidi Ahmed Sharh It's amazing. We should read everything from Sidi Ahmed. We have to, yeah, yeah we have to. And then he says, <laughs> And people who have feuds, he leaves them off. Feuding with another Muslim, leaves them off. وَيَغْفِرُ الذنوبَ جَمِيعًا لِمَنْ شَاءً And he forgives whoever he wishes, except a mushrik or qatil nafs allah Or uh, the mushrik or the murderer, أو mushahin. Someone who is, in the mushahin they differed. Is it someone who's fighting, or is it someone who's an innovator in aqidah? Because some of the sahaba uh, the, the, in, this, in this book, they mention that it's the innovator in his aqidah. Any comments so far? Should I should have read the next hadith. Woman hadith, Ya Abdurrahman ibn Salam, Bi Sanadihi, An Uthman ibn Abil As. Radiallahu anhu. Qala, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, If it is the night of shaban and one third of it is gone, Yanzilullahu tabaraka wa ta'ala, meaning shortly after Isha, which is a third of the night is gone, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down to the earth of this world. Helmin da'in. Fa'ujibuhu. Anyone asking, so I can give him. هَلْ مِن لَهُ Is there anyone seeking forgiveness? I'll forgive him. هَلْ مِن Anyone repenting, so that I may relent unto him. What, is, what does it mean, anyone repenting so I may relent unto him? Anyone trying to draw near to me, away from sins, that's our repentance to Allah. And the tawbah of Allah is when He gives us tawfiq to do the ibadah. And to avoid the sins. Okay. He forgives all the believers except Zania, a woman who earns by her private parts. Or a false tax collector. Okay, Muslims, are you working for IRS and, and stealing our money, which you have no right to take? I'll pay the local taxes. I can see what's happening, even though they should supply me with a. Detailed list by the way in the Sharia yeah. the local taxation is not a tax it's it's a it's a forced contract that has a valid reason they're going to take our trash they're going to pave our roads they're going to put lights in the road so nobody falls that's it
1: ninety percent of your local municipal taxes for
0: schools and police yeah which which if I don't have a kid in school I shouldn't pay for it. And If you don't
1: want the cops harassing you also
0: Yeah If I don't, if I don't have a, k- a kid in the school It's voluntary If I want to contribute as sadaqa Right And it should be tax exempt Right Tax exempt tax <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the cops
3: But it's like It's rewardable Right That's the difference Right huh? is, is it like rewardable yeah. What you're giving Yeah yeah so, it's see, yeah so we're not We're not getting any reward Yeah <laughs> and,
0: and then the cops w- What should we do with the cops should we be, Shouldn't we be involved Of who's policing us yeah. Like, well, uh, we don't just get a say in, in, in any of this.
1: The, uh, the correct position on school taxes is that if you don't have a child in the schools, yeah. you should actually get a refund. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you can apply towards uh, the school of your choice for your children.
0: 100%. All they give us is the bus refund. And no, yeah, the bus fare.
1: You should be able to take, and it doesn't have to be the full $30,000 per child or whatever it's costing. Out It's yeah. somewhere around there. It could, be, it could be a half of that. But that should should go to you being able to fund a private education for your child where you choose.
0: hundred percent. And then um, for the cops, if people had a say in who's their cop, they would pick people like them. That's going to reduce a lot of the problems, right?
1: In New Jersey, a lot of towns have residency requirements for police. Yeah, yeah. But that residency only applies up until you graduate from the academy. That's ridiculous. So you get a lot, and it has to be six months prior to entering the academy. It
0: should be all the time.
1: You should have to live in the town, so the you get time. a lot of guys coming from, uh, you know, suburban towns to Patterson or yeah. Newark. They rent an apartment there right before they apply, mm. do the application, go through the academy, and then move out back to you know West yeah. Orange or Wayne or wherever they actually. Okay, are so left. if
0: he lives in Wayne and he works in, and then he gets There's another no, job, no later investment in his life. the community. Bro. Yeah, no investment, no skin mm. in the game. Right. So, so we're paying for this. We need to know. We 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 should we should be able to vote for the person who, you know, we should have a say. Because people will naturally put in as cops people that are similar to them, right? Yeah. So you're going to end up with a decent cross section. So if the half the community is Chinese and the other half is let's say Indian, you're going to have half Chinese and half Indian cops most likely. That's how it should be. I mean, this is a matter of opinion. But any, Ryan, you have an opinion on this? Uh, I don't have an opinion, but I just wonder. <coughs> like, like uh, I'm not defending the person who takes taxes.
4: Uh, I'm not defending the one who takes taxes from people or the of course the prostitute or anything like that but why those two specifically
0: uh, they're harming the community the society mm-hmm. right they're very there are a lot of people harming the society but that's a good question why those two in specific allah ta'ala he says uh, the prostitute the ashar okay the tax collector uh, uh, unlawful tax sharia is you're allowed to tax for police and for uh, military <coughs> the sultan mm-hmm. is allowed to do that the outside uh, and the internal armed forces. Uh Awrajulan Aw Rajulan Bainahu Wabina Ahihi Shahna, a man with whom there is another feud. Alright, with with whom he has a feud. Warawa Muhammad bin Aysa ibn Ibban Bisenati anna abas Said in Al Khudri radiallahu ta'ala Ta'anu daqala ala a'isha radiallahu anha faqara a'isha ya abb Sayyid had ditani Bishay in Semiat Humar sallallahu alayhi wa sallam oh Abu Sayyid al Khudri Tell me something that you heard from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Who I'll tell you with what I saw him doing. قال أبو سعيد رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِذَا خَرَجَ إِلَى صَلَاتِ السُّبْحِ قَالَ If the Prophet goes out to the uh, fajr prayer, that's the proof that we call it salat al-subh, right there. Malikiya call fajr. We call it salat al-subh. Fajr is the time that Salat is called subh. You have
1: to be careful with that, though. Yeah. Like if you say it to Egyptian, they're going to think... No, I know, 9 it's, o'clock. It's, it's the prayer when, yeah. whenever you woke
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> somehow in in Egypt, they have considered it. It's lot, it on time, is called Fajr. But if you pray, wake up late and pray, it, it's called Subh. <laughs> I, I don't know how that happened. Allahumma yeah. <laughs> amla'a sam'i nura, wa basari nura, wa min bayni nura, wa min khalfi nura, wa an yamini nura, wa an shimali nura, wa min fawqi nura, wa min tahti nura, wa aadhim li nura birahmatik. See, that this didn't, didn't necessarily have anything to do with Laylatul Nasrim al It's Just that hadith At night,
1: at, period Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, To Aaron's question, I think mm-hmm. Those people are eating from the haram, right? And they're not yeah. abandoning their trade
0: Yes, the, it's, it's rizq All From right. the haram Yeah. So,
1: to
2: get them to make dhubah as well, right? Before Ramadan comes Could that
1: also mean another reason why?
0: It could be
1: Yeah, so those people are like the, the man in the hadith His clothes is haram, his food yeah. is haram so how should his uh,
0: uh, du'a be accepted everything about him is haram so yeah. du'a is so not So if you yeah. if you're eating
1: from haram and it's like your profession not like you stole yeah. but like you're constantly all your risk is haram yeah. then there's no acceptance of it
0: Yeah him. So anyone whose risk is muharram right his du'a would not be accepted It's one of
3: sort of the uh, the responses to a lot of the you know Laments about people's du'as like Especially here in the west when, when people's du'as are not accepted But how much of the stuff that we're doing is haram The true, food, so the,
0: the houses that we're living in That's the, you know, the money that we're making <laughs> <Question about> that.
4: <laughs> So people who get the uh, risk from a ha- harameen So what's the extent of that? Because of course if you're working with riba directly If you're working with riba directly Of course we can I guess consider that being haram, right? What about like an engineer working in... Um, like defense industry or people like fueling the or school, school to prison pipeline? Or? Yeah. So, so you, know, you see what I'm saying? What's like the limit?
0: You, the, the, the basic rule on jobs is that you look at the industry, the, the company. If the company is serving an unlawful means, then no work in it is allowed, even changing a light bulb there. And if you're an HVAC guy and they said, come change the heating, it's not allowed. If the general ga- aim of the company is lawful, then you may work there but not do the, the thing that is unlawful in it. So that, for example, let's say you're selling, you're working at a fish market, the overall you know, function of the company is halal. But then if he has like one or two products that are haram, then you don't sell those products. But the overall working in the fish industry, selling food uh, that is halal, lawful to eat, is halal for you. That's the overall ruling on those things. So how do you categorize the banking industry? Is it saving people's money in the bank or is it purely riba, Right? Probably, probably more closer to the haram. Right? They don't. They,
1: in the United States in 2022, banks don't actually hold your money for your savings. Yeah. They take your money and then make loans on a multiple of that amount that they have. In ten t- times, times 10, I think. they're allowed. Yeah, so yes. fractional reserve banking, right? Mm-hmm. So if you deposit $100,000, they will lend out a million dollars based yep. on what you put in. Yeah. Um, and then they make a rib off it. So yeah, there's no, yeah. They're, they're, their service is not that.
0: Their service is not like the olden days where you put money in the bank and their job is to have that big fat vault, right? That nobody else could afford. A huge vault to, to preserve your money. That's way back in the old days. That's the function of a bank. Right.
1: Although I, I'll say this, this is advice that I got be scrupulous with your own income. And then when you see somebody else that's in a questionable situation, you know, have given the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> like yeah. like uh, when Sheikh Nuh ask, uh, asked uh, one of his teachers who was a government paid imam, mm. he was like, Isn't it haram to get money from this haram government in Syria? Yeah. And he said, well, they sell postage stamps. SubhanAllah. That's how I, so just assume that my salary comes from the po- postage
0: that's stamps. True. SubhanAllah. Yeah, of, they they, of they he, moved the mail for Later year, he so found so. out that he donated
1: all that money anyway. That's
0: insane. SubhanAllah. Uh, that's amazing, Shaykh. Uh, Shaykh Abdul-Rakir al yeah. Now, here's the thing too, is that uh, if you make toba though, halas, you're in the clear. As many people have engaged in ribawi contracts, for whatever reason, but they make toba from it. Now, sometimes they are stuck in it. Maybe it's a car. You can't refinance a car, right? Mm-hmm. You're stuck with it. You took, you bought the car and maybe you don't understand what the deal and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm, I'm not taking any money from anyone. I'm just taking a car, right? And I'm just paying, this is the number that they gave me. So many people might think that, where's my riba? I didn't take money from someone and give it to somebody else, right? Because they built in the loan, right? That's built in the sale. So many people could get confused with that even though the technical answer is, according to most of the automat, that it does count as a ribawi transaction. But if you did fall into that, make istighfar, make a sincere istighfar, and move on. Rather than trying to justify it. I always try to wonder, people who try to alter Allah's law by justifying it.
4: Like, Who are you yeah. fooling?
0: Who do you think you're fooling? Like, do you actually sleep better because you fooled yourself? Why don't you clear your conscience by just admitting guilt and say, "Oh Allah, I'm weak. Forgive me. 100%. This
1: yeah. is the entire... By the way, I'm, I'm sure that there's legitimate Islam, and I don't know enough about finance to mm-hmm. make a claim one way or another, but the whole idea that we're going to really try real hard to structure something Islamic to yeah. model it after riba banking, yeah. just the yeah. whole project doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, there might be, be ways to do it, but well, what they that's have not done, the real way to do it.
4: Uh, profit... What- into, uh, profit percentages, you don't talk like...
1: Yeah, like that's, that's how they... But The thing is, what they're doing is they're looking at haram banking, mm-hmm. right? Just to be simplistic like, about modeling. it. And going, how can we do that in a way that's not haram? Yeah. Rather than looking at it as... in that, that whole industry is terrible. Yeah. And there has to be... We have to find new ways. Like uh, a man, a man in uh, California that's... A, they, they. It's like a trust for buying homes. They just completely go away from the whole financing model.
3: Yeah, yeah it's, it's part of a it's part of an inferiority complex and a lack of confidence in our own indigenous tradition like the, the ability for us to come up with something on our own to be a valid alternative to this and it's a lack of
0: take a But it will take a lot of capital to get it going. Yeah, yeah. that's the and then The, the like thing most, is
3: most people with the
1: capital have co- gotten it through Haram. Yeah. And cooperation, which we don't
0: have as a cooperation, too, which yeah. we yeah. should
1: have. But we're like the vegans that eat all the fake meat. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying.
3: Like, how, how weird is it? Like, to me, I mean, like, I guess people here in Jersey, it's, like, normal. But, like, to me, when I came here and everybody's eating, like, pastrami and salami, but it's, like, haram. I'm like, dude, yeah. what?
0: It's, there's a reason. I mean, it's haram. <laughs> the actual meat is baked. haram. But, to, but pastrami at least is beef, right? Yeah, even originally. non-Muslims pastrami, like yeah, non-Halal pastrami yeah, yeah, yeah. is beef, at
3: least, right? But like the, yeah, but, but I mean the bacon, like the Halal beers and stuff. I yeah. mean, like, dude, just like, <laughs> come on, thank you speaking. Though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing.
0: I, act- uh, from what I understand, the the, the the ones that survive, whether it's university or guidance, behind the scenes, they are a conventional bank selling loans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is haram right? Selling contracts, etc. And borrowing from Fannie Mae, what it's, what it's called, Freddie Mac or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, but the surface contracts for you is basically for your own conscience to be able to buy a house and say, okay, here, take this, your own conscience in front of Allah, we'll do the haram in the back. Yeah. Right? I don't know. If, yeah. yeah do you guys know this. I think that that's what it is. I, I
3: heard, like, so I had a friend from uh, Saudi, yeah. and he was yeah. like trying to get uh, something from a Hana uh, Bank or whatever. He said, once they, like after like, talking to them or whatever, once they stopped being around the bush, they just called it
0: riba. They didn't even bother. Like, they were just like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll set you up with this riba loan or whatever. It's the, thing, the thing is that the, the, uh, once the contract passes from you, it's then treated like any other uh, packaged loan mm. that's bought and sold. Okay? Because that's why after a while you're going to get yourself, you realize you're paying some other bank. Right? When, you, when you get one of these deals... It doesn't change the fact that the contract you signed is valid. It's a valid contract. But he took that and he sold that to another bank. Now, now some of these guys who are listening, they might get upset with me. But I'm telling you, what you should, the, the regular agents should not get upset with me because I'm confirming the contract that Muslims are signing is a valid contract. What they do behind the scenes, first of all, university is not a Muslim-owned operation. Mm-hmm. It's a guy out of Dearborn, I think, Michigan. Yeah, originally from Jersey. He's an Italian dude. Italian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then guidance, I didn't deal with them, to be honest with you, but I have heard it's the same exact thing. You start with them, you pay them, after a couple months or so, you're going to find like some random old bank that you're paying some random old bank. And the bill says interest rate. Okay? so In any event, that's um, a whole nother can of worms. Do
2: you, um, I don't know if you guys know um, a guy by the name of Safdar Alam. No, he's who's on, that? Uh, he's on Twitter. Yeah, I know. He's, a, he's a finance guy. But basically he you know, he worked in the Islamic finance industry for mm-hmm. years and years, like an executive at the highest level and you know a consultant now. Basically what he's describing is exactly what we're talking about, where we know and we're imitating the kufar. And he says that, you know, he brings up the analogy that, you know, I'm an executive. Apparently I don't know, you know, I'm not a faqih or anything. But somehow as an executive, I always know exactly what to tell the fakir that I'm going to to get the fatwa yeah. he says that I have a 100% success rate yeah. and every single person in the industry has a 100% success rate in the financial contracts and the you know the the products that they're selling and the fatwa that they get back yeah. and you know because the thing is is that it's one thing to get the fatwa and it's the other thing to actually present you know the information regarding it he knows exactly what points to obscure and what points not mm-hmm. to obscure mm-hmm. and you know how to present it and then yeah. you know the alim e- either they're not doing enough due diligence or it's being you know they're being deliberately lied to and the situation is being made far less complicated you know to you know dumb down so that they can give the fatwa that they want
1: yeah. this, is, yeah. this is one of the what, what do they call it one of the hazards uh, occupational hazards of yeah. the mufti Your mm-hmm. job is to make stuff halal for people yeah. if possible and then you have people coming to you who's like a guy who's trying to make his relationship with his girlfriend halal. Yeah. So he's gonna t- play down certain parts of it, say, "Well, oh, I did buy her gift, mm-hmm. and we did have an agreement." <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to make it seem like a marriage. and The mufti finds a way to call it a halal marriage, right?
0: No, yeah. Here's the thing: that the thing is that like very much like Islamic schools, the reason that solutions don't get ha- found made, or Islamic schools can grow, but. Uh, is that whenever you have a, something that you need to do right away, right? The Umma needs homes now. Okay. Yeah. Guy with five kids needs a home now. Right. So they make a solution. The problem is that once you make a feto-based solution, you usually never move on from there. Right. Mm. So once you make a like a shortcut solution, a quick a quick fix solution for people, you usually have no urgency to move on beyond that, to get a completely original scheme. Of, uh, of things. Now what I'm, the reason I mention Islamic schools is because, or Masajid even, you need one quick, right away we need one. So there's oftentimes no time to sit down and plot out the perfect scenario of let's get a funding source first, then we get our building, and then we never have to worry about, you know, it being cheap or anything because we have a funding source there's no time for that, right? We need something now, real quick. And that's how most Islamic organizations, they grow up with almost handicapped as is. Because there was a quick fix Because it was actually urgent Alex, you going to say something?
1: Yeah, just two quick things It's like yeah. it's like the fatwa From the European Council on halal meat mm-hmm. Muslims need to eat, get their protein right now yeah. Yeah. So we'll allow it <laughs> And then you have people still quoting that fatwa 35-40 years yeah. later However long it's yeah. been The,
0: the, uh, the fatwa the, when, it, when something becomes a uh, fatwa that's spread It's treated as if it's the ruling yeah. After a generation yeah. right? So that's the danger of ruksas mm-hmm. Now, next chapter, So, the uh, encouragement to give life to this night. There's no specific ibadah, but he's going to give you different things here in general. عبد عن علي أبي طالب رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه إِذَا كَانَ لَيْلَةُ النصف مِنْ شَعْبَانِ فَقُومُوا لَيْلَهَا وَصُومُوا نَهَارَهَا If it is the night of the Nis of Sha'ban, stand its night and fast its day. فَإِنَّ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ يَنْزِلُ فِيهَا لِغُرُوبِ الشَّمْسِ And Allah wa ta'ala comes, descends into it until maghrib. إِلَى نُزُولِ الشَّمْسِ فَيَقُولَ ألا مِنْ مُسْتَغْفِرٍ له. Is there someone seeking forgiveness so that I can forgive? fa Is there not someone seeking risk that I can make him wealthy? Give him risk. min fa Is there anyone tested with the tribulation so that I can uh, relieve it for him? أَلَا ala yatla al-fajr. Is there anyone like this? Anyone like that? Until right, the morning comes out. Okay, uh, comes up. So he says, Akrajahu, Ibn Majah, Fisunanihi. So if anyone has an issue with this idea of fasting al-Sha'ban and making a lot of qiyamul in the night of al-Sha'ban, go to Ibn Majah. Complain to him. Go to Bayhaqi. Go to Imam al-Bayhaqi. Tell him you misled the Ummah. Tell Imam al bayhaqi that he misled the. Who's gonna have an issue with Imam al-Bayhaqi? Who it is said that every Imam all followers of the four madhabs, they owe their imam something, and their imam owes them nothing. Except the relationship between Bayhaqi and Shafi. Because Bayhaqi outlined the Shafi'i school, wrote his biography, filled in the blanks of what Shafi'i didn't talk about, but based upon his precedent, what he would have said about it. So they always say that about Bayhaqi to a Shafi'i. So if Allah's going to put this man in that maqam, then we should believe that he, he has wara' and he has caution in a hadith that he transmits to the ummah. Okay? And he was also the last known major transmitter of hadith. You know that? He was the last one that is considered like his book where he went out and got the asanid himself. After him, most of the books are just citing the, pre, the, the yeah. major books of hadith. Like for example, for the hadith of Nawawi, of course he came way later so he's just citing from the books. nobody chases chases after the Asnad anymore, right? After Bayhaqi khalas. Next hadith, Waraw al-Asbahani fi al-targhibi 'an Mu'adh ibn Jabal. Radiyallahu anhu, qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam: "Man ahya al-layali al-khams wajabat lahu al-jannah laylat al-tarwiyah wa laylat Whoever gives life to the 5 nights, what are they? The 1st of Rajab, the, the night before the first of Rajab, the night of the two Eids, Laylat al Nisfi min Sha'ban, that's four, and Laylat al Qadr, that's five. Okay. Waroa min Hadith Omar ibn Uthman, ibn Kathir, ibn Ziyad, Bi Sanadi and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, called, Man ahya Laylat al Nisfi min Sha'ban, Waleylat al Eidain, Lam Yamut's qalbuhu, Yomatamut al Qulub. His heart will stay alive. His heart will stay alive if he does qiyam in these nights. Okay. Istihbab ihya'uha. Istihbab u bi salat al Alright. The recommendation of giving it life with salat al Um Screenshot this actually. There. Because I know someone in our community who loves salat al
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: we all know I'm going send it to him uh, okay meaning بِسَائِرْ أَنْوَعَ الْقُرُبَاتِ the word does it mean to give life إِحْيَاءُ اللَّيْلِ means all the forms of of good deeds whether it's sadaqah whether it's salah whether it's dua whether it's قِرَاءَةِ uh, Quran, whether it's Salah النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمِ okay all of the forms of Ibadah. I love Nabi Abu Jawood. Allah Abu He is one of the strongest books. Like there is very little weakness in his books. Right? And he is considered the little Imam Ahmad. He was like whatever did, Imam Ahmad was upon, he was upon like he, he honored he loved Imam Ahmad so much and Imam Ahmad loved him so much that to honor him Imam Ahmad cited him in his musnad like he takes a hadith from him in his musnad and back in the day that was actually a testament yeah. instead of like saying something officially you if you cite him if you take a hadith from him that's a sign that you find him trustworthy so that's uh uh Abu Dawud and Abu Dawud eventually after Imam Ahmad's mihna and Imam Ahmad became like a veteran scholar that uh, the, the ruler of Iraq, the Khalifa, came and he asked Abu Dawood to go to Basra because Basra had a fitna, it had a drama, There were a really terrible thing happened in Basra. And he said, go and revive it. We need you to go there and revive it by start teaching there. So he moved over to Basra and he revived the city. Now, Abu Dawood has a whole senate that goes back to Abdullah bin Abbas that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam "Lil Abbas ibn abd al-muttalib he told to Abbas, his uncle, يَا عَمَّا أَلَا أُعْطِيكَ Should I not give you something? أَلَا أَمْنَحُكَ Should I not gift you with something? أَلَا أُحِبُكَ Should I not love you? أَلَا أَفْعَلُ لَكَ Should I not do ten things for you? That Allah Ta'ala will forgive your sins if you do these ten things. And yeah, Look at the Prophet described it as love, gift, uh, 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 something to give him. He said, أَوَّلُ uh, وحديثه, وعمده, وكبيره, so the prophet is saying hey, all this you'll be forgiven the, f- the first world the last world major sins minor sins what you did in private what you did in public so he's going on with this and to أربع ركعات. so this is مبالغة the prophet's really uh, expanding this matter okay so he says أربع ركعات four rakas. Taqra'u fi kulli rak'ah bi Fatihat al wa surah. You open with Fatiha and a surah. Fa idha faraghta min fi awwali rak'ah wa anta qa'im fa qul Subhan wa la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar. So let me give you instead of reading from the from the uh, from the Arabic because some people might not know and they might get lost. It's four rak'ahs, all of them out loud with a surah. After when you're st- in each rak'ah there's 75 tasbihs and the tasbih is subhanallah alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar. The first, when you're standing, it's 15. In ruku'ah, 10. You stand up again, 10. Qiyam, from ruku'ah. You go into sujood, 10. Sitting, 10. Second Sajdah, 10. Okay? So that's six times. Right? 50 mm-hmm. plus 15. That's 75. Right? That's 65. <laughs> <laughs> so let's repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, standing 15. Okay. okay. Rukuah. Let's count the 15s on this stand. The 10s the, the on this hand. Rukuah 10. Standing 10. Sujood 10. jalsa 10. Sitting 10. Uh, second sajda 10. Yeah. That's 60,
3: 75.
0: That's 50 plus 15.
3: 65? No, no, no. Two Sujood. Two Sujood.
0: To Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's
3: yeah, so the seventy-five.
0: No, 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 we're missing something. Well, Let's read the hadith. That's, that's why. Why would we skip reading the hadith of the messenger? And uh. try to think about it ourselves. Okay, so you guys count with me here, since I'm not good at math. So the first time you do it fifteen times. Then you and you do it ten. Then you rise up and say it ten times. Twenty-five. So far, twenty-five.
3: 35 we're at 35 wait yeah.
0: yeah, 30 35 Fifteen. Yeah. 35 <laughs> 35 you go into sujood and 10 times in sujood rise up from sujood into julus 10 times sajda again 65 Sixty-five. then rise up oh here's where we get it then rise up again and say it 10 times so that's 75 yeah for the second julus yes uh-huh. yes but oh, no, oh, no he says uh, tarfaw, tarfaw, he just says tarfaw, rise up so that means whether it's rising in the second standing right it will be yeah. the second standing before Fatiha yeah. so that's oh. how you get 75 okay so 15 the first and then, then 10 the second standing. yeah if you could do it every single day do it if you can't do it every day every week فَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ فَفِي كُلِّ شَهْرٍ marra. If you can't do it every week, then every month. فَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ فَفِي كُلِّ سَنَةً مَرَّ If you can't do it, then do it at least once a year. We do it every 27th night of Ramadan. فَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ فَفِي عُمْرِكَ مَرَّ Then if not, then once in your life. Okay? Then do it. This is Salatul, al Hajj used to do it every day. After Dhuhr. فلو كانت دنوبك مثل زبد البحر أو رمل عالج غَفَرَهَا الله لك. If your sins are alright up to or are are the froth of the sea or the uh, the amount of sand, uh, sand grains of sand, Allah will forgive it. قال الحافظ صلاح الدين العلاوي حديث وصلاة التسبيح حديث صحيح أو حسن. وقال الإمام البلقيني في التدريب. Imam Abul Qini says in his tadrīb, Hadith, next page. Hadith, Salat al-Tasabih, Sahihun, Walahu turuq, Yu'adidu ba'duha ba'duha, and it has many different chains that strengthen one another. Fahiyya sunnah yambaghi al-amalu It's a sunnah that it should be acted upon. Wa qala Abd al-Aziz ibn Abi من أراد الجنة فعليه بصلاة التسبيح if you want jannah do Salat التسبيح قال أبو عثمان الزاهد ما رأيت للشدائد مثل صلاة التسبيح I haven't found anything for hardships and grief and misery like صلاة التسبيح so the 10 that we were missing out is sitting again after the second Sajdah that's what it is so either you sit you do the the 10 تسبيح then you rise up or you sit, do the tenth sabiyah, then do tashahud. Okay. Tahiyyat, uh, tahiyyat, right? Yeah. So you, you have to sit again. So it's 40 on the ground. Two sejtas and two sittings. 40 on the ground. Then 20 standing and 15 after the recitation. You got that? That's 75.
2: Uh, I have a question. Yes. Um, so you taught us that for the Mariki mathhab, Mm-hmm. In order for a sunnah to be considered a sunnah muakkada, it has to have a name. It has a name. Um, so since uh, has a name. so would this be considered a sunnah yeah. muakkada?
0: Yeah. Oh. I, I haven't read it in amongst the sunnah muakkada in the books, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, you haven't. No, it's when you read sunnah muakkada in the books it, of fiqh, you hardly read it about salat <laughs> it congregational
1: always? No, right.
0: It should be. S- uh, it's. Uh, no, I don't think it's congregational. It could be congregational, but it could not it, But uh, it was usually prayed individually. And the tasavih is usually done silently. Uh, but there is, we do have a concept of silently out loud. Only for the sake of showing people what to say. If people don't know what to say. And that's every once in a while you say something out loud. Right? Every once in a while. For example, Habib Omar does this actually in Tarim. The scholars do this. Um, so it will be zuhur. Be but then for like maybe a few seconds, you'll hear what he's saying in his sujood, in his rukuah. And the reason they say that is that people do that so that the people learn. Does everyone wonder, how did anyone know what the Prophet was saying silently? Because yeah. sometimes he would say it out loud real quick for a brief moment.
1: Like when you're teaching kids dhikr after salah.
0: Yeah. Dhikr after salah, after salah, the, in all four madhabs, out loud, there should be some, or uh, I don't, don't want to say all four, but I know that, for example, hanbali madhab. They differ upon the unison of it. But dikr should be out loud after the med- after the because the Prophet ﷺ did that it's in Bukhari. Yeah. That the way he taught the Sahaba how to do the tasbih was by him doing it out loud. No. Every, every yeah.
1: Every madhab? Yeah. I haven't found the one for the Medicare school, but it probably has one. Yeah. Has a thing where you just like you're like this, you just forgot logic and you went with yeah. some something textual here. Yeah. Like <laughs> It could be out loud, together, but not in unison. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> it's a
0: cacophony. Wait a second. We, don't we have an example of that? Isn't the example of everyone out loud, without unison, called the origin of tarawih? Because everyone was oh. doing it out loud, <laughs> yeah. by themselves, yeah. and, and the sahaba mess. said, this is, we can't do this. No one can focus. Yeah. So the sahabi, one of the sahaba came and brought them all together. He didn't even ask Sayyidina Omar. If you notice, he appointed an imam, and he did it. Then Sayyidina Umar saw it and accepted it. So, uh, also, can you ever have a group of people doing something out loud without eventually syncing together, being in sync? S Y N C. There's a law, like a
4: scientific engineering law behind what this. What is it? I forgot the name, but I forgot the name, but there was a case like. With a bridge, people are walking on a bridge, I think it was in the UK. Yeah. And eventually like, the resonance yeah. frequency of it like, is synced together, oh, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. bridge are swaying. And everything natural will get in sync. Wow, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they, say, an-
2: they say that when you're in Salah, eventually everyone's heart beats in sync
0: too. Hajib. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of physical phenomenon yeah. that when people are together, they, they come into sync. This is like sort of, you know, not a really the appropriate thing, but when women are together... And they, they have their own monthly. They match up They match up. Also, what about the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ? He said, uh, who is, who is that whoever's ameen matches the Amin of the angels. Right? Yeah. All his sins are forgiven. So when you're in sync with the malaika. Right? It's the, secondly, this is not to be uh, you know, go too far into it, but when they say the difference is between dhikr in unison or dhikr not in unison. All right, fine show me where's the dhikr that's not in unison show me where it is where is the out loud dhikr where it's not in unison yeah.
3: why, why are they taking that as the default
0: yeah why is that the default but also where yeah. is it yeah. if, if that's the sunnah yeah. where is it like can I go to a gathering such a gathering can I go to such a gathering where it's out loud dhikr but make sure you're not in unison and then if and if you match if you say la ilaha illallah the same time the person next to you someone shoots you a dirty look right <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in unison with me? Right? Uh, SubhanAllah. Everything in our deen is in unison. Stand in the rows in unison.
1: That, that's what I was going to say. Every single thing we do yeah. is in unison. SubhanAllah. Your Except eye blinks
0: in unison. You don't blink one left eye, then the right eye. Everything <laughs> in Allah's creation, when it's beautiful, it's in unison. SubhanAllah. Mm. You ever see those birds when they fly together and they move around like yeah. as one group? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, amazing, yeah. right? Uh it's a khalq of Allah and the Prophet even said who's, if your Amin matches the Amin of the angels why what's there's something great about unison unicity all oh, choreography
3: you know yeah. like every, every like all the performance art it's all like it's about being in, the, the magic is when you see it all happening together that's
0: it yeah in unison that's the beauty of it so but if you have that opinion then come to our dhikr gatherings and be out of unison <laughs> no problem do your own thing on the side as long as you're not next to the mic ruining it <laughs> at Tabarani added in his Mu'ajam al-Alsat that the Prophet said, Kana yad'u ba'da wa qabla And he used to make dua after the tashahud but before the salam. Allahumma inni as'aluka tawfiqa ahlil hudah wa amal ahlil yaqeen. O oh, Allah, I ask you the tawfiqa of the people of guidance and the deeds of people of yaqeen. And the advice of the people of tawbah وعزم أهل الصبر, the strength, yeah, the resilience of the people of patience. وجد أهل الخشية the seriousness of the people of chashia. وتعبد أهل الورع and the worship of the people of cautiousness and Deen. وعرفان أهل العلم the the, the the I guess gnosis, the, gnosis. <laughs> <laughs> the the knowledge of the people of knowledge or the noses of people of knowledge. حَتَّى أَخَافَكَ So that I fear you. اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْأَلُكَ مَخَافَةً تَحْجُزُنِي, تحجزني عَنْ مصيرك. مصيرك. I ask you for a fear that blocks me from sins. حَتَّى أَعْمَلَ لِطَاعَتِكَ عَمَلًا أَسْتَحِقُ بِهِ رضاك, Until I do deeds that earn your رضا, your pleasure. حَتَّى أناسحك فِي التَّوْبَةَ Until I become sincere in tawbah. وَخَوْفًا مِنْكَ And fear from you nasiha. Okay until I, I am pure in sincerity. Wa laka hatta atawakkal alayka fi umuri kulliha. In Allah for you until I rely upon you in all my affairs. Wa husn adhanni and having a good opinion of you. Subhanaka khaliq an-nur. Oh glory be to you creator of light. Rabbana Atum lana nurana waghfir lana innaka ala kulli shay'in qadir. Ya arhamar rahimin. Oh Allah complete our nur and forgive our sins for you are powerful over all things. Ya Rahman, Ya Okay, Here's another du'a of Laylatul Niswi. Now, by the way, when you go to many of these masajid and and the gatherings of the different uh, turuq, and let's say Tareem, Habib Omar, uh, they'll have in their history a lot of du'as that they do every single year or something, and you have no clue where they came from. You know where they, they don't always mention the citation. Then years later, you're reading an a hadith book and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Right? So they do always have a basis for what they're saying. Here's the famous one from Abdullah bin Mas'ud. This is what they recite in Dar Mustafa. Uh, according to what somebody told me, I not remember who told me that. I, th- I can't remember who told me, but they recited in Dar Mustafa. Allahumma <laughs> yad al manni la alayh. Oh, giver or, or one who can. Al man is basically to remind someone that you gave them something. So he, Allah, does that. Nobody could do that for him. لا يمنو عليه like menna,
3: right? Yeah, that, that where it's from.
0: The verb menna, mim nun. Like,
3: like um, you know, the the menna that was given to the Bani Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a, okay. Well, that was a food. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's a gift.
0: Yeah, yeah. a gift. Menna. So from the same root. Yeah, yeah. يا ذا الجلال والكرم يا ذا الطول والإنعام لا إله إلا أنت ظهر ال ظهر اللاجئين وجار ظهر اللاجئين وجار المستجيرين al-kha'ifin the abode the sanctuary of those who are afraid and the support for those who are in need and those who are who need support. If you have written me and decreed to me to be shaqi okay, then wipe away my name from those who are miserable. and Confirm me with those who are happy. If you have uh, written me in, in your book of destiny to be deprived and impoverished, على رزقي على رزقي that means my risk is withheld. فمحرماني. Wipe away my uh, being deprived. وَيَسْرِ رِزْقِي Make my risk come easily. وَأَثْبِتْنِي عِنْدَكَ sa'idan And confirm me to be happy amongst the happy. مُوَفَّقًا لِلْخَيْرَاتِ Having tawfiq to what is good. فَإِنَّكَ تَقُولُ فِي كِتَابِكَ الَّذِي أَنزَلْتَ Because you say in your book which you revealed, يَمْحُوا اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءُ وَيُثْبِتْ وَعِنْدَهُ أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ And I think that this is exactly what الحبيب أحمى مشهور الحدد Let's play this clip real quick. Okay.
2: We can put it in. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is it and that's mm-hmm. Habibah Mashur Haddad reciting it to some students teaching them how to recite it teaching them dua it's it, it's very close it's it's pretty much maybe it's a slightly different wording of the hadith uh, of Ibn Abbas uh, sorry Abdullah bin Masoud okay the dua of Abdullah bin Masud. so if Abdullah bin Masoud is making such a dua right then obviously there's a reason he's making such a dua Right, why would he make such a dua if there was you know uh, you know no no big deal for this dua? أَقْرَجَهُ Ibn Abi Shayba. Imam Muslim teacher narrated this. This is not some kind of a weak source. This is Ibn Abi Shayba, fi Musannafihi. In his Musannaf. Al Ahadith Wal Athar, okay? And then he gives you the chapter and the page and everything, and dar al Fikr, Beirut, right? He gives you everything. Who else narrates it? Ibn Abi Dunya, in his book Ad okay. Du'a, narrated uh, from Ibn Mas'ud. and also narrated from Ibn Omar. وَأَخْرَجَ عَبْدِ Abdu حم... uh, حُمَيْدٍ عَنْ أُمَرٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ هُوَ يَطُوفُ بِالْبَيْتِ he he heard it from Abdullah bin Omar while he's making tawaf around the house. All right? إن كُنتَ كَتَبْتَ عَلَيْهِ شَقَاقَهُ أَوْ ذَمْبَنْ فَمُحُوْهُ If you have written in the book of decree, that any misery or sins, wipe it away. واجعله سعادة, make it happiness instead. ومغفرة, and forgiveness. فَإِنَّكَ ما تشاء وَتُثْبِتْ أم الْكِتَابِ because you wipe away what you want and you keep. And with you is the mother of the book. Some people, I'm sure, are wondering, what do you mean, wipe away? Right? Isn't everything decreed? The answer is there are two books. There is Ummul kitab is with Allah, and al mahfud is in the lowest level of the heavens. al that's what has a decree in it. And that decree is written every year. Based on your past deeds. But anything in the law al mafud may be, the only thing that's not changed in the law al is your year of death. So for example, if it's written for you to die that year, you die that year. But, based on last year's ibadah, if you're met, let's say, 1440, and you did a very good ibadah that year, you did a certain one good deed, you saved somebody's life. Allah Ta'ala can... Command the angel, he was gonna, written amongst the dead of 1441, push it back five years. Okay? And in Umm al Kitab, Allah has what He has. Whatever the final solution is, final conclusion. <laughs> okay. My man Sigmund, <laughs> he slipped up. Okay, so, so then, the <laughs> he then says that his uh, uh, death date could be moved once it's written for that year that's the only thing you want to change but otherwise dua can change things everything can change things so some say well why then what's the point the point is to show us that we have an impact not to feel trapped and to show the mala'ika Allah's rahmah and to show us Allah's rahmah You see what I'm saying
1: yeah I was going to say that sometimes people find this, these concepts difficult especially when you're talking about you know, de- destiny and predestination yeah. Um, And the thing that helped me out when I had these questions was You have to understand that So you're making du'a And then you have this result This is not changing Allah's decree Mm -hmm. Rather it is Allah decreed for you To receive this thing after you make du'a And decreed for you to make that du'a And knew it before you knew that you needed it Or would ask for it Mm -hmm. So and if you're being held back from the du'a because of some doubt about this kind of stuff, then that's your proof right there. That's true. right. So make the du'a and know that that du'a is what Allah wanted you to make, destined for you to make, and destined for you the answer to it.
0: Uh, also, The other way to put it is, is that what is the concept of an answered prayer? The concept of the answered prayer is that your heart was connected to what Allah, or, or inspired by what Allah already wanted for you. So everything is within Allah's Qadr. And even the famous hadith of that Prophet ﷺ said, Asha which is basically that there may be a disheveled, impoverished person. He if he tells Allah what to do. Could you imagine? You can't even tell your parents what is haram, right? <laughs> it's haram to tell your parents what to do. And Allah's yeah, and of course is gonna be deserving of more adab than that. But why is it that Allah tolerates this person? That he can say, Oh Allah, do this! And Allah will do it. Firstly, number one, how does Allah ta- accept that adab from him? That lack of adab, number one. And number two, how do we understand this from a theological perspective? Did Allah do it or he told him to do it? So the first answer is, this is, look what Allah says, "Ash'atha akbar Disheveled. Now he's not disheveled on purpose. That's makruh to do. It's makruh to make yourself look like a Zahid. If you actually are Zahid, for the simple reason that this man has tolerated everything Allah threw in his way, and he never once complained. Because he accepted everything that Allah threw his way, and he accepted every prohibition and every obligation that Allah bestowed upon him, Allah Taala tolerates everything from him. So when that person obeys in that perfection and in the things of in the world that happen, he accepts it. He says, okay, it's from Allah, therefore it's going to be good. By repeatedly doing this over years and decades, he puts himself in a position where his heart is right under the qada'ah. His heart is like right under Allah al-Mahfood, whatever, he's, he's constantly being inspired by Allah al-Mahfood. Therefore, when he says something, it happens. Not because of him, because his heart is already under al-mahfud. So he's all, any idea that comes into his mind, okay, is something that already Allah has already willed. So his whims has been transformed. His desires are transformed. He has a sensor. It's as if he has a, an antenna that connects to what Allah wants. So he loves something, he only loves it because Allah wants it. If he hates something, he hates it because Allah does not want it. And that sixth sense is a spiritual sense is only gained when there's two obediences, two submissions. The submission to the law and the submission to the actual events of life. And the, So the way you submit to the events of life, because that's not fun, right? Who wants to submit to the events of life? But the way in which you submit to the events of life is by telling you, through this, Allah is going to give me something great. Right? When a person always does that, right? When a person always does this, then eventually their whims, they, they grow an antenna, a spiritual antenna, to what Allah wants. And then there comes a point where everything that they want is what Allah wants. Because whatever Allah wanted, they made themselves want it.
1: Right? Now, what, one of the th- as, I, as I get older, one of the things that my experience in life has taught me is that this acceptance of what Allah has decreed in your life and has given you already, like there's no getting around it, right? It's, it's, it's not even, you have to, at some point, and if you're an older person, like above 40 years old, and you're still being petulant and whining when you don't get your own way in the time that you wanted it, like it's an embarrassment.
0: It should like be no, embarrassing.
1: No, yeah. no adult person should be acting like that because there's a difficulty in their life. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, your child dies. Of course, you're going to be miserable. But I mean, like, just I didn't get the job I wanted. Yeah. Or, this isn't the color car I wanted. Here's, like you have to stop.
0: Yeah, here's, here's the thing. Uh, there's this one little anecdote story fable whatever that i read a long time ago which i always you don't need this we have enough but this anecdote puts it the best it's about a man he's being taken home to taken to his nursing home and the nurse says to him uh sir let's go to your room let me show you your room you're gonna love it and he said um he said i know it's beautiful i i love it and she said but you haven't seen it yet he's like i know but i decided that i love it Right? Mm-hmm. He's decided already what the inclusion is. Now, from a theological perspective, every even every Muslim child would know this: that nothing happens outside of Allah's will. Allah Taala does not willfully or, or Allah Taala does not for no reason punish somebody. He doesn't play games with people. We're not like uh, ants on a on a table that Allah is playing a game with, right? So, if something happened, it only happened because Allah wanted to. If He wanted it to happen, right, there must be a good reason for it. Okay. There must be a good reason for why this happened. So now my goal is to accept this event, hate it or like it, to accept it and search like a pearl diver where's the wisdom. Right? That's how you have to live. And if you live that way, you're gonna be very happy and one day you're gonna realize you may become one of these people where you have submitted to Allah so much that Allah gives you the gift and it's as if you're completed your transformation. And now anything that you desire becomes yours. It's almost like things reversed. Because you've transformed your whims and desires completely to be submitted to Allah's will.
2: So I have a question about yeah. the example of the man that you gave yeah. um, whose heart is below the lawh mm-hmm. al-mahfuzh. And basically their actions, they become That's by the one. way an expression. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so basically that you're saying that It's not that literally in the sky <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, But like I get the idea Being that yeah. you know their whims and their desires Become what Allah has decreed for them yeah. So then what then becomes Of their dua and their Ibadah, are they then just asking Allah for matters relating to the Akhira that raise their maqam Or you know like basically what I'm saying is that Are they asking for things of the dunya They,
0: they, they are asking for what they, what, I, what I If I understand correctly it is that they become inspired. If they're inspired to ask for something, or if they feel that Allah wants them to ask for something, okay, and they receive a sakina when they ask for that thing, and there are many things telling them to push for that, then they know Allah wants it for them. So they have a sensor of they know what Allah wants and what Allah doesn't want. So when something keeps coming up to them, someone suggests it, another person suggests it, and a third person suggests it, even if it's a matter of the dunya, it's like hmm, maybe Allah is sending me a signal so they have become experts in reading the signals that Allah sends them of what he wants for them right, right. so, so
2: what you're describing part. though like uh, i feel as if there's two implications the first one is that it's this is like wilaya right
0: it is wilaya this and, is no different than the hadith of wilaya right. yeah.
2: and the other one the other implication is, is that this must imply that some people have this uh, maqam they've mm-hmm. reached the state and they don't even know that state they've reached it, yeah. Because they're not able to tell the difference. You know, you know what I that's mean by true. that. That's true. Allah
0: may have veiled it. May, that's a hundred. You're a hundred percent right, and and that's why they. Uh, I think you're a hundred percent right about that. And Qari Abder Bassit tells us that every generation in his family, he has someone who is mulham What he says, it happens, right? Uh, he has that's something every generation in their family. They have someone, and usually that's a person who's like miskeen or pushed on the edge of the society, mm. right? Um, I remember one time that there was a person who was who had very arrogantly moved the tent of somebody who was doing atikaf in the mosque. You know that in atikaf in the mosque, the women especially, if they do atikaf, they put a tent, mm. right, so that no one sees them sleeping or they take a nap in the day. Or they put a little tent, and this person, a young person, very arrogantly took the tent of the old lady and moved it, and then um, this imam said. She's not in our community anymore, right? And psh, a couple of weeks later, fitting to happen, she left the community. Never came back. It's because they sense that this kibr, this arrogance, cannot coexist, right, amongst us. So some people, you have to be very careful who you deal with. Uh, honest people who accept Allah's will. But the best way to live is to tell yourself, if this is what Allah has willed for me, and that a there's nothing I can do about it. B, I've tried to do the most I can. You don't st- willingly put yourself in a dumb situation and say, this is what Allah willed. It, yes, Allah willed that you're dumb, right? That's, that's <laughs> not one of these cases of wulay, right? This is something that you have absolutely no control over or I tried 100% my best to, put, to, to get the right outcome. I used every possible means and scenario and situation and, and everything at my disposal. And now this is the result, Right? That's when you say, okay, now that's Allah's will, and I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I make the best out of it. And I believe, as a matter of aqidah, there's good at the end of this for me. Because that's the name of Allah's al-Hakim. Mm. All right, Al-Hakim, there's wisdom, that means there's goodness at the end of something. Doesn't always mean the process is good. No, the process of hayat al-dunya is, is not nice for many believers. right? It's not something good for many believers. right? The existence of Iblis. <laughs> Right, the, the, the mic ex- fell off, yeah. The viewers, the <laughs> listeners, uh, the existence of Iblis. Right, well, you guys are gonna have to talk while i, <laughs> right. yeah, I think, so, so, you guys talk, I
1: think so that, that lines up also with the hadith Qudsi of the I am as my, as my servant uh, thinks of me. So, you know, the, the difficulties happen, and you say, Alhamdulillah, yeah. this is a test that's strengthening me for something better, yep. and then that's actually what it'll be, mm-hmm. as opposed to. I can't believe I'm so unlucky, which is such a stupid concept.
0: When I, are we, am I on? When we were in Michigan, someone asked a question, and he was like doing a devil's advocate type of thing. And he said that some people have a trauma that is so bad they can't handle it. Right? So I said, look. So, so he said, so what do you say about that? I said, y- you've already framed it like an expert, you know, mufti questioner, right? <laughs> you've already framed it to get the answer you wanted. You've already put the trauma at the center and you've concluded something that is an unknown and unseen because you talk about the future. The trauma is so bad. So, so where's, the first, where's the energy going? To the trauma. Who's the protagonist in your little question? The trauma, right? That he can't handle it. Okay. He can't handle it in the past. We can always change the past. The past does not, the future doesn't have to reflect the past. Or are you saying he can't handle it in the future? How do you know the future? Right. You don't know the future. So take out this drama, take it from, from outside the middle of the story, mm-hmm. right? And put in the middle of the story, Al Hakim, Allah is the All Wise. What he does has a benefit. Okay. So people who handle difficult situations, and they make the best of it, and the people who buckle under difficult situations, they are the same. Mut. They are the same. Uh, have the same number of chromosomes, the same eyes, the same types of ears. The same brain, if you take his brain out and take the other guy's brain out, it's the same material, right? Everything about them is the same. It's, I'm telling you what it is, it's that one has chosen to put something in the middle that's positive as the main you know, center of their attention. The other person has put their troubles as the protagonist, right? But it's the same human being. I don't believe there's do anything different. Like Einstein, is there something that Einstein has, right, that other people have? He himself said, nothing more except that I keep trying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, he was interested in physics. That's the main thing. If anyone else is interested in physics, and he was very creative, okay, so you don't, I don't believe that human beings are very much different from one another. He himself tells you the, the real difference between me and others is they give up and I don't give up. That he is, imagination is bigger than everyone else's. This is like kindergarten stuff they teach you this, right? Yeah. I- intelligence. He did
3: it. Yeah, intelligence yeah. is pretty evenly distributed. It's personality that's different.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so if you look at a guy like uh, Steve Jobs, this guy at the end of his life was treated like a god. He was very He much wasn't even he buffoon. was a regular guy. He was a regular guy and exactly. sometimes buffoony too. Yeah, Ahlbait though. Well we wouldn't call him Ahl Bayt, but his his lineage did go from the his father was from lineage of the prophet because he's not a Muslim, right? So we don't call them al-ad-bayt. But his father was from the Jindali, Jind Ali family of Syria that are known mm-hmm. to be al-ad-bayt. Yeah. So um, all these guys, Henry Ford, all these Muhammad Ali, all these guys, he, he's got two eyes and two feet like everybody else, right? He's got to eat and go to the bathroom and sleep like everybody else. There are no supermen from the creation. It's what you choose to put your energy in. And if you're asking the question, okay and you're putting the trauma firstly, why use that word, why not use another word challenging situation right <laughs> think about it it's a snuck it's premise all, it's a snuck premise there's multiple snuck premises here yeah. and then a conclusion that's a fraudulent conclusion a tra- your trauma you put it in the middle and you chose the word trauma, and then you said can't handle it How do you know you can't handle it Don't you tell in the future yeah
4: right there's there's a two Two proofs I can like think of yeah. Of course I'm not like a mufti or anything But in, in the Quran Allah says Of course everyone knows Allah does not burden a soul more than It can, one, bear. It can bear Right yeah. And then we also talked about The one who's in a disheveled state mm-hmm. And from what I I mean what I took from it Is Allah will not forsake that person Right So also like Just kind of growing up with My own anecdotes just you know, like, like bad neighborhoods You see people who have gone through terrible things And of mm-hmm. course we're in, so we're in America it's not, Nothing compared to people outside But you see like like, quote-unquote superstars emerge from the same conditions. someone else might end up being, becoming like a drug dealer. That's me, right? totally true. Like, it's the same situation but it's just your mindset. I've seen people, like, uh, people are like playing college ball right now yeah. and, like, people on the same high school team, like, they're dealing drugs. Like, it's the uh, same. A hundred percent? This is just like first school. It's Pamela. Yeah, and yes, some people say, well,
0: yeah, some people are not that tough. That's a conclusion. You can become tough. Toughness in our religion is not about how smart you are how big you are how much money you have. It's about how much you trust in Allah.
1: We have a formula for it in a hadith. Yeah, the strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah that's than the true. weak believer. That's true. But there's good in both.
0: Yeah, there's good in both, but yeah. the strength. So
1: be avid for that which benefits. Yeah. Rely on Allah, and don't say what could have been. Yeah. Because oh. that's the devil's question. Making. Yeah. yeah.
4: It is so like firm. It's, it's so it, firm. It's so strong. It's so firm, it's and it gives you
0: it it, it emphasizes well uh, human willpower, right? And yes, it does seem sometimes they say, "Oh, it seems like you're looking down on the weak." not looking down on the weak. It's saying that you are not created weak. That's like an option. It's mm. not, this <laughs> is not lifting weights here where you could say, look, my, my, my arm is this length. There's no way I'm lifting this weight, right? Mental even that yeah. we, Even that weight, anybody can learn to lift it. Like yeah. any one of us, if we just wanted to, just, we don't care about it, right? Is there anyone whose body physically cannot lift a certain weight if he trained? Let's say you have five years of training. You could lift a weight.
1: Yeah, barring some medical impediment.
0: Yeah, barring some bar, disability or something. Barring something that is in your joints as a problem. Yeah. If you cared about it, you could lift it. So there's no so don't say, well some people are just weak. That's a a premise that you can't provide any evidence for. Right? It's like a it's it's, a, a, it's a like a cognitive
2: dissonance that yeah. has taken over the entire like society. Yeah. Especially the youth. Yeah. Um, it's Jabriya. It's yeah. because the thing is, is that mm-hmm. it's, the, it's like a framing issue mm-hmm. because the situation, you know, subhanAllah, we know people within our own community, you know, for example, people who have literally seen their families die in concentration camps yeah. and they come here and they have a much more successful mm-hmm. and happier life. They're not as depressed as a kid who's never gone through difficulty, yeah. you know, like real difficulty. And the reason why It's just an issue of framing mm-hmm. Where you know, they've created you know, Exactly what you're describing As you know, their trauma at the center And we've you know, framed it in such a way As if the problem is like, It's insurmountable And it yeah. goes back to what you're talking about The risk as well Where you know, if we limit our risk Then you know, that's all we're going to get But if we realize that Allah is wide And his risk is wide yeah. And it can come from any place And his, you know, his wisdom is wide then, you know, our, you know, our world opens up. It opens yeah. up, and,
0: and, and, and you're framing it in such a way that you, where you feed, because the way the medical industry is and the, and the counseling industry is, you are feeding this, this, this thing, trauma. Yeah. Okay, let's go, it's Tuesday, let's talk about our trauma. Let's come on uh, next Tuesday, join the group, and let us everyone talk about your trauma. So go yeah. into Instagram, okay, let's see what personality you are based on your traumas. How many times am I going to see this damn word?
4: Right? It's, it's dhikr. This someone, is dhikr of the beast. Someone had to say it. I don't know. It's
0: dhikr. Wallahi wow. This it is, is hypnotism. Wow. Wow. It's yeah. hypnotism, man.
4: You know what's crazy? Yeah. I haven't... like. I mean, I got off of social media a while back. Well, I'm, probably, I'm thinking like 2015, 2016. I started seeing that word kind of yeah. pop up more. And another thing is, all these great like figures, it was in our own heritage. Yeah. Our like Malcolm X, for example. Allah, have mercy on him. This guy went... If you read his autobiography, this guy went through some... Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. He didn't talk till... I mean, to my knowledge, I could be ignorant, but I don't think he talked to, like, a actual therapist who sat down, like... You know, tell me about this and that. And they'll reel really you back in. And like all these great, like, great, like, Khalid Moudid, like the Prophet Wasallam, like these guys saw real things. Mm. Like real things. Like, you know, things I cannot even imagine. Yeah. I can't even fathom. They didn't have, uh, th- I mean, of course, maybe you can make the argument like your community, was there their therapy or whatever the case may be, a form of it. But it wasn't like you sit down, I'm talking to this person. I don't even know this person. Yeah. Why do I tell them about like what? You know,
0: you know what I'm going to spill my, my heart out to? I want to see your life. You want me to spill my heart out? And trust you with my most intimate issues. Let me see your life. Is this something special? You came in in a pretty, okay, fine, it's a nice car. You left. What's, what's so special about this therapist? Like if you're so, you got some magic potion, why don't I see it in your life?
1: It's like a life coach that's not successful. If that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> I heard
2: uh, something really funny from, um, like it was uh, Dave Chappelle. He was talking about his dad. Yeah. And his dad gives him some advice and his, he says that, son, you know, don't, we're not poor, we're broke. Yeah. Because being broke is a situation that we've been placed in. Mm. But being poor is a state of mind yeah. that very few people actually escape from. So, huh. And, you know, it, you know, you look at these people who would talk about their trauma, mm-hmm. look at how much money they make. Yeah. You know, look at how successful they are in their career. Yeah. Because, you know, the main problem that they have is that limitation that they've placed around them. Yeah. If they're going to limit their, you know, quote unquote mental health. Yeah. They're going to be spiritually poor as well Because they've said that You know, I'm you know mentally poor I'm spiritually poor And I'm physically poor too Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the intensity that people experience suffering uh, has, has a relationship to how much They haven't uh, experienced suffering before, right? Mm-hmm. So like Yeah, so like A, a kid that grows up with a Billionaire parents Like any small inconvenience is devastating mm-hmm. They may need to go to a therapist To deal with the fact that The Birkin bag was sold out mm-hmm. Right which is nothing. It's relative. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, you know, when the stock market crashed in 29 and all those uh, wealthy people who would eventually recover their money or at least still be better off than the vast majority of people committed suicide. Because they just weren't as wealthy. Yeah. Whereas a poor person, they'll take a financial hit and they'll just keep it moving because mm-hmm. they understand that it's not that bad. The Sometimes going through it gives you an idea, 100%, right? hundred it's like, percent. It's like a person that never runs. A person that runs marathons. They get a, you know, they twist their ankle, whatever it is, they'll deal with it. Yeah. A person that never runs goes out, starts getting that pain in their side, and they're like, oh my God, I'm dying, please <laughs> that's call <on> <laughs> <is>, an ambulance." <laughs> so
0: that.
1: that's it. It's just because they haven't been toughened up.
0: Yeah. It's all relative. And that's yeah. why the Prophet said, look at the miskin. Look at the poor. Why? Because you don't want to be poor. But by seeing the poor, by seeing the miskin, you relatively realize how much naama you have. And that's the value of zakah. Back in the old days, you went and you found someone to give zakah to. Mm-hmm by finding someone to give zakat to you're looking oh my gosh do you wear those shoes right this is the jacket that you're wearing take some more right but you feel like wow look at look my middle class stuff from marshall's is amazing in comparison right to, to this person he's so poor right you, so you feel thankful
1: what you just said is one of the wisdoms too in that is that you said oh here yeah. take some more yeah because what we do now with zakat is we put it in a computer we give the bare I minimum I this we give yeah. the bare minimum and, and we we'll click. go, ha, khas, I'm done, right? Yeah. Whereas if you saw the poor person, you're, you're, not everyone, but most people, their sense of compassion, their sense of honor, mm-hmm. their yeah. sense of dignity would be like, I'm not just going to give you $84.58. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll round off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hundred. And, and that's where the zakah given uh, on the computer is something that is halal, fine, with his toki, it's called, right? You give it someone else to give it on your behalf. You're a reliable uh, agent. But the real thing is to see the miskin, mm-hmm. to see the fuqra. Of course here, we're not going to have 50 Muslims on the, in an area that are poor. But in every Islamic world, Islamic countries, mm-hmm. you will see that, right? And I was walking one time on Eid, uh, Eid al-Kabir, Eid al-Adha, uh, with my uncle in an Egypt area called Maadi. Has a poor area to it. Has a new area and has a poor area. So we're walking and we see, like a, it seemed as if it was a Cadillac, right? And the guy was standing on the back of his Cadillac truck, SUV. And this guy, he's handing out uh, wraps of meat and envelopes of cash. <laughs> envelopes like drugs, like a drug dealer. Right? <laughs> like, like a hate man who gets paid in em- a lot, an envelope <laughs> of cash. And he hands it out like this. He hands it out. He's hand- and he, Like his sons are doing it or his workers are doing it, right? And, and I'm like, what's going on here? So my uncle said, this is, you see? This in Islam was why, is why the poor, they love the rich. Right? Mm. Exact opposite of what, you know... Uh, yeah, how are you going to have class
2: warfare yeah, exactly. when, you know, this person is saving your life? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <literally,
0: laughs> he's literally handing out uh, uh, wads of cash and trays of raw meat to people. Right? Chilled raw meat. Just tossing it like this. Right? And then they're taking it and leaving and everyone's leaving with like a lid up their head. It's
2: like an exchange. It's like he's getting yeah. the dua of the people. Hundred percent. And the people
3: are getting the sustenance that <laughs> they need. It's such, that's um, such an ironic like, like system for yeah. living. You know, I mean, it's uh, what's Sheikh uh, Abdullah he says the like the greatest maqsad of, of Islam is yeah. salam. You know, and this is like this is the way to do that. Is I mean, how much of the uh, the bellic- the conflict in yeah.
0: society it begins with class? Hundred percent. It begins, or it begins, it's some other curse that Allah has laid upon the people Uh and that he manifests it through a class warfare. Nation states. Yeah. Uh (laughs) So for example, um, when the people, the Bani Israel, during the time of Sayyidina Sulaiman, they become very fattened and they started to do, to fall into many sins, including shirk, by marrying pagan women and then allowing those pagan women to put their temples up, to put the idols in their homes. The kids grew up now, those, those kids grew up with like two gods. They're yeah. Hebrews, but they also, they love that god, right? It got really messy. But the way in which the Ahab came, came through a class warfare, where the, the, the monotheistic, the people, the two states that were in where the capital was, in the south, where Suleiman's capital was, and the state next to him, okay? They, they did not have any paganism, Right? And they were very rich. But then they were also oppressors to the poor states. There were 10 poor states to the north. So they were oppressing them with taxations. But the poor states were like, we're oppressed with these taxations. They're also the ones who, loved, who fell into paganism. So one side was correct in their religion. The other side was correct as victims. So who wins in this case? Nobody wins. So the 10 states broke from the two. And then that became the 10 lost tribes of Israel. Because they got, there's nothing unique about them anymore. They're pagans like everybody else. So they just dissolved in the people. And then the rest of the two states that remained uh, the only two monotheists. right? People who believed in Allah. So it manifests in a class warfare. Or although, although the root of the problem was disobedience of Allah. That was the root yeah. of the problem. Yeah. You can have a lot of situations where very rich poor people, very poor people get along just fine because they both have taqwa. Right, and the rich will tone down his richness. Like you could be rich, but tone it down a little bit, right? Because you're going to go to the mess with everybody else. So you have to tone. They they have to learn some kind of class, right? Hasid is real. Hasid is real, and also breaking someone's heart is real too. You don't come in certain with certain bags and certain shoes and certain uh, cars. Like you have two cars: one car for the mess, one car for your work and for your rich friends. <laughs> parties, right? yeah. Isn't this common sense? Like if, if somehow you you came and you ha- inherited ten million dollars, you're not gonna roll up weird, in like a Lamborghini, right? Even if you ever wanted to buy one for some whatever reason, you don't roll up with us to a, uh, with the Lamborghini or to, to everybody. else. though, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Especially if you're a single guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: or, uh, uh, or you're looking for confidence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's not gonna have to recruit. He's not gonna have to conquer. <laughs> <laughs> just un- unlock the door. <laughs>
3: if we weren't popular before, I think we're going to be now. That's that? that's gonna catch some viewers. Oh my gosh! believe <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> 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 kidding? Okay. So, anything else we need to read here? Are We good to go. So, so yes. th- uh,
1: for the for the general audience, yeah. these hadiths are um, from. They have good snad.
0: He's giving us the he's giving us the source, but he doesn't comment on the It's not except for sometimes he does. Sometimes he did, but he, he just gives us the source on most of them. Has uh, but we can we can look up the sources. Has about.
1: the twentieth century verifier of uh, <laughs> yeah. included it's these summative. in his book?
0: Yeah, you know what he calls these A hadith sufia
1: it doesn't mean they're not he they're has not. A, he has a
0: label albani has a label for <laughs> hadith sufi he got his own grade it's a label right hadith sufi <laughs> so you have sahih <laughs> daeif <Muldua>, sufi, sufi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness if i'm i'm looking at all the footnotes right now okay and yeah he does give some footnotes and some times he just puts it in the text itself that who narrates it.
1: and the Fiqh ruling on acting on hadith of general
0: general good deeds is that Imam al Nawi makes it very clear that we do act upon them Yeah, you do act upon them 110% and if it's weak you just cite it with a sirah al-da'ifa it is said or it has been said right and there's uh, no harm in believing in these ahadiths because Nisr Shaban is a belief more than an action the action in it is action of Qiyam and Ibadah that you could do any other day so there's no doubt there's no problem in that the question is the belief. Do you believe that Allah is going to answer? Okay, so what are we disputing? Isn't Allah answering the du'a every last third of the night? Mm-hmm. So all I'm believing that it's more on this night. More so on this night than any other night. That's it. So um, if you want to deprive yourself, deprive yourself. <laughs> what can I tell you? SubhanAllah. People, they love to deprive themselves.
1: And you know, everyone knows that the last third of the night is the time to ask Allah for something yeah. if you need it. Like when you were saying before, if you've exhausted all the things that you have to do to try to achieve something and it still didn't happen, one of the things that you have to do is get up in the last third of the night and yeah. pray to and then ask sincerely, yeah. right? So, everybody knows this, but how often are people doing it? That's true. That's true. If you give people a day, now they're motivated, they know when it's, they're already ramping up for Ramadan, it's a good time. Uh-huh. So this is, a, why wouldn't Allah choose this time for? Yeah, it's actually right? a
0: great Kickstarter right. for the month of Ramadan. And, a lot of people say, I made dua, but I didn't get it. Really? How long did you make dua? Two years. Made dua for two years. Right? I said, it takes get a high school diploma it takes four years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Like what did you what do you attain in two years outside of this, right? Let's say you, this is a monumental, life altering dua that you're making. Do you attain anything in two years? Right? Could you gain a physically fit body in two years? Probably not if you're working part time if you're only exercising part-time, could you attain any knowledge? Would you be considered knowledgeable in two years? Like if you started just learning Korean today, you would not be <laughs> considered knowledgeable in two years, right? What do you attain in two years? So what did you imagine? So again, that two years, you know what? It's relative. Relative. The, pre- the, the most you ever made du'at was one week before that. So two years is a lot, relatively speaking. I'm telling you, it's not a lot, right? It's not a lot in any field of life let alone you're trying to deal with the king and you want the king of the universe to give you something probably for free too right <laughs> <laughs> think about hey, it. what are you going to give right <laughs> so two years of dua it's not really that much so one time a brother he sent a said i trying to marry him. I made dua for two years didn't work out I said two years not that much go back right he really it, shaked, it shattered his perspective when I just told him bluntly two years is not that much like it's not even an impressive feat go back do another three years, because guess what? Three years are going to pass either way, right? <laughs> you might as well have been making your dua in it. And by the way, nobody is going to go and be uh, 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 to go to a lotada consistently, persistently, and be disappointed. It's impossible. If you're disappointed, it's only because you ins- you wanted to be disappointed. You left let, let go. Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, li- li- ahadikum ma lam "You will get your answer as long as you don't rush." They said, What is rushing, O Messenger of Allah? He said that he stops making dua. He says, I, I prayed and I didn't get an answer. Right? So you quit. Right? So you quit. So as long as you don't quit. And if, think about this if you really want it, if you really enjoy it, you won't quit. If you don't want it anymore, then you quit. But if you don't want it anymore, don't complain either. Yeah.
3: These, these are the ways that dua is the test of desire.
0: It is a test yeah. of desire. Yeah. And here's the other thing that uh, uh, Suhaib said the, uh, to, the, today. He said, you, why don't you just die trying right? Yeah. because giving up is not a maqam praying is a maqam mm-hmm. making dua is a maqam Dying, uh, giving up is not a maqam so why don't you just stay on that maqam yeah. like what are your options because if you go and you make dua for something for two years and then you give up you set the precedent that you give up next time you want to make dua for something you go for one year two years well you already set the precedent that you give up Who, who's to say you won't give up again you're a give up, you're, 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 you've, you've created giving up in your mentality. In, in golf, they have this concept of a guy who, who didn't finish, right? He steps out. And they say, once you step out once, it becomes easy to step out. Yeah. Like, to quit, the, quit yeah. the game or whatever, right? Once you quit, it becomes easier to quit. And then it becomes part of your character. And then you, every time you start something, you say to yourself, well, will, he qu- will I quit again?
1: I always have the option. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true in everything. In the ibadat, you, you're used to play, praying the rawatib. Yeah. You give it up for a week, and then it's like, it becomes easy.
0: Yeah. You know, the, it
3: becomes it the wudu, You start doing it only one time, washing, then it's like, try to get back to three times. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> you just never trust yourself. Yeah. After that. And then you just don't do anything because you don't trust yourself. And you, all the things thing is you give up. So if a person starts something, no matter how bad you are at it, just don't give it up. It's, you create a characteristic within yourself, which is terrible.
4: I think it's also kind of a framing thing We talked about before Before yeah. I even say this Like I think um, the fifth Righteously, uh, righteously guided caliph yeah, or right, or right, yeah, so I was just thinking about right? that. Yeah. So I think the quote you mentioned I think it was in the khutbah He said I never got some, um Yeah
0: Yeah Right. I, there's never a thing that I desired Except that I attained it
4: So that's one thing So I had this issue myself Career wise Like, career-wise. Yeah. like um, Alhamdulillah I had high goals right But I never imagined I mean I know it's talking about Ibadah But yeah. it's the same kind of premise and idea It's like I never imagined myself Being able to go Go to where I am right now So it's the same thing With people with Ibadah mm-hmm. It's like they Even right now I'm struggling with it May Allah like, increase us her, in increase goodness I mean Like I can't imagine myself You know doing like This crazy amount of Ibadah And that's that's the issue right there you, if I'm you had something myself. at
0: the end of the tunnel, you would. If you had a, if you imagine the reward at the end of the tunnel, right, you would do it, right. So, long, so and it's, not the yeah. akhirah in this life first, because whatever is far is truer, like sahaba are more pure. But who influences you more, the, the the of today, right? They have more influence on you. What's uh, the greatest reward, the akhirah But what has a more greater motivating factor, the reward of tomorrow, right? Mm. Someone said this Ramadan, if you do a great Ibad on the 1st of eight, something amazing is going to happen. If an angel told you that, you'd be amazing, Ibad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Also, like, that's so a big point. You have to lure yourself with worldly rewards.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like say for example, if you had a dream yeah. that told us, you know, pray and make qiyam on this Shaban. Yeah. Now you know If I had that dream I would be you up all it. night Right yeah. But what's truer than dreams It's revelation it's a hadith, And it's yeah. hadith yeah. From the prophesizer. Exactly. And you know The other thing is that Like When it comes to wilaya, What you're mentioning You know This is why the ulama, You know They're the most commonly known Like awliya yeah. Because they know these things yeah. They know these little Like They know how to Like um, Min max Right mm-hmm. And optimize their
0: ibadah yeah. yes. And really to You <laughs> know true. Get the most reward And the most bang for your buck Yeah and that's why something could be true, but something could be more influential. Right. Ah, these hadith are more true than anything else. But if you were, you know, like as you said, to see it directly yourself in a dream, or you see it directly in a scholar, mm. right? You start doing it. Whereas you're like you've been reading it for ten years, yeah. right? But you saw one person doing it. Why? Because that's a book. This is a human. The Sahaba, the yeah. awliya of the past. That's something that we read in a book, and it's an idea. The human in front of you is more powerful. Ayn al yakin
3: is a different thing. What's that? Ain't a the that's what it is. is a ain't different the thing.
0: And also, the short-term reward is a greater motivator in the short term than the long-term reward. Like I think the only problem is if all your uh, your your motivation is short-term, that's a problem. Like I mean, Tom Brady's back, right? <laughs> he couldn't do it. Yeah, He could not do it. The short, he, the guy, he he, the, he won all those Super Bowls. There's nothing in his life that will ever, 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 ever match the feeling of winning those Super Bowls, especially 28-3. That was the climax of his life. That we all saw that on TV. I'm telling you, there, it's impossible for anything to ever match that moment of his life. That's why sports is like, it's wicked in a sense. Because yeah. you, you have to leave it, but wait a second, you've got 40 more years to live. <laughs> right? You, you're, you're, you're peaking way too early. The peak is really high. But it's way too early. They can't do it. Michael Jordan, the best career in the world. You, you, you the game-winning shot is your last shot for the championship. You got to come back and embarrass yourself with the Wizards, right? <laughs> so, because you can't let go, right? People can't let go. So short term is it's only a problem if it's our only goal. That's why a person should always put the akhirah first. There. And then, you, uh, and then you only just get your kicks yourself out with a short-term reward that you want. Right? For youth, like your guys' age, it's to get married. Okay? For other people, it's different things. Okay? And then, uh, a person shouldn't have limits either. You never know. Amazing things could happen. Why would you put a limit to yourself? If it's not moving you, it's not big enough. Yeah. That's how I put it. If it's not motivating to you, right? It, then it's not big enough. So it's got to be as big... The size of your, your, your prayer should be that which moves you. And you should realize it's only a carrot, too. Right? But use it. Get yourself going.
1: Like for Walid, yeah. it doesn't have to be marriage once. <laughs> it could <can> be concubines. <laughs> multiple, multiple wives, right possessions, what have you.
3: He is single right now, by the way. He is, he is single.
0: single. <laughs> so, uh, what else we got? Anything
3: else before we wrap up? No, I was going to say uh, you know before we leave we should advertise for Walid but uh, it's I think we've done it. Well,
0: unfortunately for the audience it's an only an audio podcast. It's not a video okay. podcast. But maybe we could put his face as the cover. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, think I think we might be, I think it might be yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Or should and we make it a meme, right? I <laughs> uh, I would
1: I would, uh, I would just like to say um, for everybody that's listening I I, I sincerely uh, Make da'a that all of your da'a are answered. Amen. That you're motivated this Ramadan and that you take the time of Shaban as a good preparatory for the month of Ramadan and that you granted tawfiq and everybody in your family is as well.
0: I and, and that's the, uh, a perfect clothing, closing. And make da'a for us, um, for the team. Definitely make da'a for yeah. our team that Allah Ta'ala keeps us on uh, being able to have the honor of doing this type of dawa work and that Allah keeps us on the right path uh, until the day we meet him at Istiqamah is the greatest of all gifts that Allah could give a person. Just be mustaqim on the deen as it is known, as it has been practiced. Don't add anything new and mess around with it as it's been practiced by the imams of these madhahib uh, and the imams of this aqeedah and the imams of this tasawuf right, until the day that we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because as Sheikh Tahar Rayyan says, when you read the list of names of the people who are, have been upon this minhaj from Al-Azhar and from Syria, he says, wa al-qalb. It just puts your heart at ease that this is the haqq and this is the right path. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us upon that ni'mah until the day we meet Him. And everything else, inshaAllah, is extra. All we are other du'a after that is extra icing on top. And and we ask Allah Ta'ala to answer all of our prayers and to inspire our tongue with what He has already willed for us, so that we may be mujabid da'wah, and to purify our hearts, to purify our risk, and anything that we ask for, that Allah grants it to us with barakah. With khayr, goodness for our deen, and for our dunya, and for our family, and for and for this life and the next life, uh, and for ultimately that uh, acting upon it in a way that pleases Him. And pleases the Messenger. wa Rasuluhu yurdu. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, al Use everything that Allah gave you for the Akhirah. So whatever we ask for, may we use it for Dar al akhirah Please our Lord and please our Messenger and arrive safely at the fountain of the Prophet Sallallahu <laughs> <laughs> alayhi wa sallam. Subhan rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wasalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
5: تم تم حين محل البلاء جئت اليك ذليلا اناجي من لي غيرك ربي يسمع مني شكواي من يستجيب الدعاء الا الذي قد دعانا اليه من لي غيرك ربي معقود في رجايا لا تعاملني بذنبي يا جواد يا كريم انني عبد ضعيف حظه لا يستقيم لا لا تحرمني ربي من لطفك العميم فسقامي اتعدتني يا ربي الرحيم قل له كن فيكون فيكون. 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 يا مجزلا بالعطاء لا حول لي كي أحال إليه من لي غيرك ربي يسمع مني شكواي يا من لقلبي شفاء من كل ذا خلقت دواءا من لي غيرك ربي يشفيني يا مولانا لا تعاملني بذنبي يا جواد يا كريم انني عبد ضعيف حظه لا يستقيم لا لا تحرمني ربي من لطفك العظيم تسقامي تعبتني يا ربي الرحيم كله كن فيكون كله كن فيكون كله كن فيكون كله كن فيكون